0: This uses profanity and topics may be disturbing for some listeners. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to Hell on Hills podcast. I'm
1: Bryce. I'm Brianna. <laughs> I'm Amanda. And welcome to episode 25. I thought you were going to say, and welcome back.
0: Not this time. I got you <laughs> on
2: that one. <laughs> if y'all didn't see me, I was just mouthing every single word that Bryce says during the intro because it's the same every single time.
0: Yeah, every time. Every time. What can I say? It's the same thing. So I had to shake it up so that Brie couldn't copy what I was saying. Hard pass. Anyway, you guys. I'm, I'm, there we go. I'm
2: pretty good. Nothing much to
0: say. Hey Amanda, you said something about you had an update for us or something.
1: I don't even know what is happening.
0: Y'all. Okay, just
2: so you know, Amanda just straight up dramatically pulled the microphone extremely (laughs) close to her. I
1: barely even As if you were about know. to do,
2: like, a solo or something.
1: That I, I needed the dramatics, because I barely even know what is going on. Like, Annie got, she tested positive for the flu, so she has not left my arm since Sunday. And then, I don't even know where she got it. We don't go anywhere. We don't have friends, okay? She's my friend. That's how sad I am. But, uh, she we got it. We were not her friends. Huh? Not we're right not now, no. Friend. I'm not even her friend right now. Apparently, no, we're saying you're friends, to Amanda, Amanda. We're not
2: your friends. Apparently not
1: according to Amanda, we're not her friends. No, your are co-workers. We can still be friends. <laughs> Fucking bitch. Sorry. <laughs> no, she got the flu and she gave it to me. And luckily, I don't have it that bad. And she only had uh, a fever for one day. I think because I got vaccinated. But James is, like, out of commission. So... I've been like taking care of them and forcing Pedialyte down both of their throats, and then yesterday I had my appointment with the infectious disease doctor. Oh, Guess yeah. what? Your girl got tuberculosis. <laughs> How <and> exciting! <laughs> I have to be on. Uh, I think she's at twelve hundred milligrams of antibiotics for nine months, and every That's a long
0: time it's a longish. That's a- so a down time.
1: at all,
2: huh? That doesn't go down at all. Like, you know, the first month you've got 1,200 and 1,100. Nope. No. Nine months of it. two
1: 600 milligram pills
2: a day, baby.
1: And I have to go get blood work every four and five weeks to make sure it's not destroying my liver. So this is going to be real fun.
0: Wow. Your By life is way- just like a whole storybook, isn't it?
1: Yeah. That's literally what I told the doctor. I was like, you have my medical history. Add another check onto that thing. I'm already like a medical anomaly, okay?
0: Is that what you're trying to do is just like check off? Is that your bucket list is to be like the world's best medical anomaly?
1: Yes, I should. I guess I should go for it because I've already have tuberculosis and chemical pneumonia. And both of those are apparently pretty rare. So
0: okay, I think you I should mean, go for it,
1: right? Oh, Ripley's, are you listening? Because believe it, rip our insurance. (laughs) Not a good thing for insurance. Right
2: after she said "believe it," I tried to say "or not," but then it it didn't pick me up. I hate it when that happens. (laughs) Absolutely hate it. So yeah, we've uh, um, we've had a that time. I said absolutely hate it, and it didn't pick me up. Just said hate it. I don't know why. I don't know. My mic sometimes likes me and sometimes doesn't.
0: Today's apparently not a good day for you. I know. Okay, well, so that's what your update was then, Amanda?
1: Yes. Oh, yes. That's that's my update. In one week, we probably met our deductible, so. Could have been worse. Well, shit. Last year, I did it in January. So this year, I got to try harder next year, I guess. Yes.
0: I would like it met by January 1st next year.
1: I will make appointments with all of my specialists and i'll let you know I um, take care of it
0: <laughs>
1: but
2: most specialists are closed on new year's day right probably So you'll have to do it on january 2nd
0: you're gonna have to do an emergency room visit or a surgery scheduled on the first
1: oh well that is some good news well, actually that reminded me they postponed my colonoscopy oh well Out all to
2: do all you got to do is just, you know, have your finger cut off and then you can get an emergency. And then you can have visit. your own finger tornado. Wait. Finger tornado? <laughs> what Hold is on. that? The, the, her my grandma, grandma has. has. Yeah. Oh. That's what I've called it. That's no, what I'm going to Obviously, what... you want it to be put back on even if it looks like this. Do you see that? I already have. It's okay. A good manicurist
1: can fix Wait. that. A good nail tech. She can fix that right up. There we go. Perfect. Yeah. It's back to normal now. <laughs> I already have one. No, I want the whole thing gone. Like, let's go cuticle up. If we're gonna do this, we're gonna do it right.
0: Yeah, put it in your jar, and then you can scar Annie and her children coming or uh, going forward.
1: Oh my god, I can have a whole shelf. We can get it. Okay, first I gotta get a mantle and a fireplace. But on the you mantle, go. I can you have a jar to damage of my teeth. That child. Oh, she's fine. She's my child. <laughs> we can have my teeth, and then her teeth, and then my finger
2: okay no but then how are you going to reference the tooth fairy if you have her teeth oh, is won't. the tooth fairy then gonna be a thing
0: do you know how expensive did. the tooth fairy is you gotta do like 50 bucks a tooth now dude yes like all right so let's get into
2: the story oh i don't get right do what oh did I you not know. do them? A- no oh I'm so sorry we've been talking God, for like 15 minutes
0: <laughs> i'm so sorry I'm not allowed to give updates. Never mind. I'll move on. Okay, hashtag hashtag sorry, not
2: sorry. I don't okay, even I know crazy. where that hashtag started from. But every time I say sorry, not sorry, I feel like I have to include the hashtag.
0: All right. Well, no, I don't really have updates. So I was just giving you a hard time. Do I have updates? Okay,
2: no we, no. we really don't even care about your updates. So
0: Damn. see you later. So I can cut all this shit out and make it <laughs> <feel> like we <laughs> <Ray> was never <laughs> even here. <laughs> Okay, uh, yes. So let's get into the stories. So last week we were still a little off on our schedule. This week we're getting back to our normal rotation. Amazing. And so I am doing true crime this week and Amanda it is- nope, not Amanda. Wait, yes. who's
1: doing? Yes, Amanda? yes, Amanda's
0: doing paranormal. Okay. Yeah, Why when do I do true crime, you
1: do paranormal.
0: Yeah, you would think I would know the rotation, but I don't. So it's fine.
2: <laughs> You're the one who told me that.
0: Yeah. Like I remember 2 minutes ago. What are you talking about? that wasn't um, even
2: two minutes ago that was like
0: i know but ago. that's it wasn't a month ago it was like today <laughs> it was not today i sent a text with what everyone was doing yeah. today oh no asked. no
2: no! like when you told me that whenever i do true crime you're the one who does paranormal mm. paranormal yeah. If i can fucking pronounce it right also, Bryce says that she promises that this story is true crime, but it takes a while to get into it, so just hold your bones. It's going You want to just
0: tell the story too?
2: Oh. hey, you know I said that. You know I said earlier that I would have to say it.
0: So well, I had planned to say it, but oh. you took care. That's <laughs> fine.
2: So, yeah, sorry, just send your notes over, and I'll do it for you. Okay, good luck. And then you can research, okay. you know, another true crime story for. Sunday. No.
0: Do, do no. So <clears throat> I already have to do Paranormal Story Sunday so you can bite me. Okay. So like Brie already prefaced. Hey Bryce, when are you gonna do Gypsy Rose? Whenever I damn will, please. Okay. So, like Brie said, is my story, she doesn't know what story it is. I just told her before we started recording. I promise my story is true crime but you guys are going to think I've lost my mind for a minute. To like hey, so, <clears throat> anyway, so the story I am telling is the story of Anna Le- Annalise Mikkel. So, it's exp- uh, inspired a lot of films such as Requiem and The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Now, I found this story last week when I was researching a different exorcism. Anyways, so Annalise, she was born in 1952, September 1952, as Anna Elizabeth Mikkel. She went by Annalise. She was born in. Oh, I forgot to fucking Google how to say this word. Liebelfling? Liebelfing. Liebelfling. Somewhere in Bavaria, Germany, okay? Liebelfling
1: I, was my favorite.
0: I don't
2: think that's exactly how you pronounce it.
0: Bavaria is how you pronounce that word, so.
2: Isn't it bolvaria?
0: B-a. Um, Bavaria, B A. Maybe I'm thinking of a different. You might be thinking of Bulgaria. Bulgaria, Bulgaria,
1: that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, you got it.
0: Bavaria, Germany.
1: We're really good at geography. Geography. We're the best, actually. I just got my master's in
2: geography.
1: Geology.
2: No,
0: it would be geography. (laughs) Physics. Okay. Okay. So her parents were Joseph and Anna. They had a total of four daughters. So Annalise was raised with three sisters. Um, She was raised in a very Roman Catholic household, like very, very religious. Her mother had actually given birth to one of her sisters, Martha. um, And Martha was considered to be an illegitimate daughter. Um, Even so much to the point that when her mother got married, she uh, had to wear a black veil on her wedding day because of it. She was disgraced. Yes, Brie.
2: What exactly... what exactly does an illegitimate daughter mean? Does that mean they were born basically out of wedlock? For,
0: yes, basically.
2: They were born out of wedlock? Mm-hmm. It's always, that should not like, count as an illegitimate daughter. They're still your fucking daughter, bitch. I
1: don't know what you want me to say, okay? It's always confused me how we have bastards for boys, but girls are just illegitimate. Illegitimate. Yeah. Illegitimate.
0: What did you just say? I have no idea what I just said. Okay. So. Her mom later gets married, has Annalise, and uh, her older daughter, Martha, the one that was an illegitimate daughter, actually dies at the age of eight. So this would be when Annalise was four. Um, And so she's already gone through some tragedies early in her life. Uh, She was described, Annalise was described as a bright and likable young lady.
2: Can we go to the first picture?
0: Yeah, sure. I don't know what the first picture is. Sure.
2: I was gonna say she does definitely look that way the way you described she just looks very polite well-mannered um like she's doing well in, I mean I don't know if she's doing well in school but that she's doing well in oh. school just kind of by the way that she's dressed she kind of she's, looks more proper I don't know if they had a clean cut
0: in that picture yes so she um she was very religious herself and Reportedly, Annalise actually was so religious that she actually felt that she needed to repent for her mother's sin of having an illegitimate daughter. Okay. Other than that, she had a, a very strict religious upbringing, but the rest of it was pretty normal up until when she was 16. She did not have a finger in a jar, Amanda. Oh, damn. <laughs> uh,
1: what year is this? Uh, she was born in 52. Okay, okay. I, I was asking because these photos look like semi recent. So, okay. So, if she was born in 52, did you say she was
2: 15 or 16?
0: 16. So it would have been 64.
2: Okay, thanks for the math. I didn't want to do it myself.
0: I can't. Nope, that's wrong. 68.
2: Oh, yeah. Okay. 52, cool. yeah. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't really paying attention. I just kind of
0: Okay. As long along as you weren't listening saying. to me. Fine. Yeah. I never listened to you. Normal. Okay. Um, where was I now? So when she was 16 years old, she blacked out at school and began walking around dazed and just kind of in a trance. And Annalise didn't remember this at all. Like when she came to, she didn't remember anything that happened. She didn't know where she was, that type of stuff. She was very disoriented. And her friends and family were like, you were in a trance. Like what happened? And so they kind of move on from this. And a year later, she has a similar occurrence where she woke up in yet another trance and she wet her bed and began convulsing. And so, after that second episode, her mom takes her to visit a neurologist. And the neurologist diagnoses her with temporal lobe epilepsy. Now, according to the internet and the interwebs, temporal lobe epilepsy is the most common form of epilepsy and it has focal seizures. And um basically like those focal seizures they last about 2 minutes. Generally this is a disorder of the nervous system and it's in the temporal lobe of the brain and causes those pretty short burst seizures. Um and they last about 2 minutes apiece and then it can cause the seizures, loss of memory and experience visual and auditory hallucinations. So it has a lot of things that come with that temporal lobe epilepsy. Do you
2: know if she had any auditory or visual hallucinations? During those first two?
0: Nothing was said during the first two.
2: Okay. (coughs) I was just wondering, because that's what she said the symptoms are.
0: Yeah, so during the first two, nothing is said about having any auditory or um, visual hallucinations. But as time goes on, by 1970, (coughs) Annalise goes into a psychiatric hospital for this temporal lobe epilepsy. And... Actually, you know what? It's unclear if it's for the seizures or for the temporal lobe epilepsy or something else. Um, But she has suffered at this point in 1970. She suffers from a third seizure. And she was prescribed dilatin, which is an anti-seizure medication. And this, unfortunately, didn't really have any effect on her her seizures at all. Uh, Soon after that, she does begin describing seeing devil faces throughout the day. So she's starting to see... Um, visual hallucina- hallucinations. This time, she was prescribed alolept? aolop. It's it's another medication that is um, to help treat, treat a lot of different psychoses, including schizophrenia, disturbed behavior, and delusions. So not why after
2: why would she be given that? I mean, I get well, that she's she having had...
0: visual hallucinations, so they're trying to help. But that if,
2: but if she had, sorry. My question is, if they, if she had those during the seizures, then why would make the day at this her?
0: point
2: throughout she's the day throughout the day? Oh wow. Okay, that's a lot. I didn't realize. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. not
0: schizophrenic, not diagnosed. No. Huh,
2: okay. Oh, she mm-hmm. said not diagnosed. So that gives us kind of a a little preview into what she says next.
0: Not long after this, she was diagnosed with depression. <laughs> We okay with that bullet, then?
2: And soon after, she was diagnosed with schizophrenia or some other form of of seeing or hearing delusions. Kind of. Uh, What did uh, I tell uh, (laughs) you?
0: Sorry, guys. Keep going. I'm actually uh,
2: very interested.
0: Keep going. So she sees these hallucinations and she sees them a lot while she's praying. um, And she started saying that she was hearing whispering voices in her ear while she would pray and these voices was would tell her that she was damned and would rot in hell and she also began hearing a constant knocking sound
1: okay absolute worst time to hear those sounds when you're praying
0: is this the devil holy shit why
2: are they fucking whispering in her ear while she's praying that that's not okay Mm -mm. unless she has a something inside her possessing her that's not okay you can't give her. I don't think it's okay
0: to be possessed either. No, no that's okay. Oh, okay. Amanda approved that. You can go ahead and be possessed if you want. It's fine. How would oh, cool, you cool. feel if you're throughout your daily life you would smell burning feces at specific times throughout the day? That's you cool. are
1: disgusting. No, because that's what Annalise started smelling. What kind of burning feces? Was it human? Was it dog? Was it horse? It I mean, doesn't does no, matter.
2: Feces smells terrible, burning oh.
1: feces. I don't know which type. It didn't
0: tell me in any of my sources. Well, curse First, you. Wh-
2: okay. What do you want me
0: to do? I can't do anything about it, okay? It's okay. We still love <laughs> Anyways, you. so at this point, this caused her to just basically decide that the devil was possessing her. Okay. Okay. And also, something that helped with this is she went on a pilgrimage with a family friend. And during that pil- pilgrimage, the family friend said she smelled terrible and she also uh couldn't drink from a holy spring and she could not cross a spa of the crucifixion or crucifix something like that
2: so just because she smelled bad this woman would not let her do those things even though she She followed that religion
0: (laughs) No, 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 no. Annalise is the one that could not do it. So Annalise stunk. Yeah. She could not exactly. drink the Holy... Like, she had an aversion to it. She would not drink the Holy oh, Water. She would okay. not go to her. My
2: bad. I thought you were saying that this woman literally told her that she could not.
0: Right. No, no, no. That's not that. And it wasn't a woman. It was a man, but... <clears throat> oh, my bad. Yeah, you know. This man. Anyways. So she's, she's like, yep, I'm possessed. Now, <clears throat> something just to keep in mind is that temporal lobe epi- epilepsy can cause... Oh, I didn't Google this word either. Just Swind syndrome, which is a disorder marked by hyper religiosity, which basically means that it's like a psychiatric disturbance where someone experiences very intense religious beliefs um, or episodes that interfere with their normal function. And she was already very religious. And so they're thinking, okay, this Temporal lobe epilepsy could be causing her to have this, and she's kind of attributing her symptoms to being possessed, that type of stuff. After she leaves the psychiatric hospital, her health and her depression, it's just worsening at this point. She's not having it. Long-term treatment was having no effect for her. Uh, By the time she was 20, she was completely intolerant of Christian sacred places and objects. And in 1973, she had graduated. She began going to the school of the University of Würzburg. And she was actually going to college to become a teacher. So, like, she she had her goals and her um, aspirations. And um, her classmates at the university, they kind of go on and say, well, we just thought she was really religious. And she was very withdrawn and kind of overly religious. So, that's how they end up describing her. And so, she spends five years in total taking medications, doesn't give results. And so, she's getting more and more frustrated. So... Like I said, she went with a friend to a pilgrimage, and after that pilgrimage with that family friend she went with, that family friend was like, oh no, she's for sure she's possessed as well. So, like I said, it was based off of her inability to walk past a crucifix, she refused to drink water from a holy spring, and really uh, just weird things, and they're like, there's something wrong.
2: This is definitely a paranormal story. No, it's I don't not, know I what promise.
0: I promise, okay. So after this, Annalise and her family—they're just like, okay, so she's possessed. Let's consult some priest and request an exorcism. I, is, she gets I swear, an to exorcism, God, exorcism. I swear, exorcism. An exorcism. <laughs> I swear, you got to give me a few more minutes <clears throat> or pages. Yes, Amanda.
1: I think she's being poisoned.
0: Okay, great theory. <clears throat> I enjoy it. So there, uh, where was I? Uh, Brie distracted me. They requested an exorcism, and they're actually declined. Like, the priests are like, maybe you should just continue your medical treatment. And they're like, no, she's possessed. And so her her symptoms keep worsening, and they, they meet Father Alt. And Father Alt, he is quoted saying, uh, this is a direct quote from Father Alt, and it says, Annalise told me, and Frau Fra Hein confirmed this, that she was unable to enter the shrine She approached it with the greatest hesitation, then said that it would that the soil burned like fire and she simply could not stand it. She then walked around the shrine in a wide arc and tried to approach it from the back. She looked at the people who were kneeling in the area surrounding the little garden and it seemed to her that while praying, they were gnashing their teeth. She got as far as the edge of the little garden that she had to turn back coming from the front again and she had to invert her glance from the picture of Christ in the chapel of the house. She made it several times to the garden but could not get past it she also noted that she could no longer look at medals or pictures of saints they sparkled so immensely that she could not stand it so after annalise told him all this and this is his recollection of it he's like well, yeah she's possessed
2: so would you please explain to me
0: real fast what the shrine is that's where the the holy spring is okay so that's he's referencing the pilgrimage that she went on where they were like yes yeah, she's for sure uh she's for sure possessed So they meet Father Alt and he's like, okay, she's, she's probably possessed. And as they're kind of working with Father Alt, talking to him, kind of convincing him, she begins getting worse and she begins displaying aggression, self-harm. She began eating insects, eating coal. She bit the head off of a dead bird. She ripped clothes off of her body, compulsively performed up to 400 squats a day, crawled under a table and barked like a dog for two days. And drank her own urine. I'm so,
2: sorry, will you please confirm, was this all when she was blacked out, or was she completely- No,
0: she- No? Not always when she was blacked out. How Did she drink she her,
2: her own urine when she was blacked out? Yes, Ed, no. So, one she? time when she was blacked out, one time when she wasn't, I for don't example. Know how many
0: times it was. Well, uh, this not... was in 73, so she would have been- uh, She was born
1: in 52, 21. <clears throat> She's still living at home. Uh-huh. I have a new theory. I'm going to keep it to myself, though. Okay, what's your theory? She said she's going to keep it to herself, Bryce. She's not, because I'm going to ask
0: her what her theory is. She, would, What if she doesn't want to share with, with her, her, you? Is she still lives with her parents. To my knowledge. She lived in the dorms at school, and I think at this point she has moved back in with her parents, because she's drinking her
1: own urine. I'm starting to wonder now if she's, like, a victim of some kind of sexual assault.
0: Okay, okay, we'll move on. So in November of 1973, Annalise begins a new treatment of Tegretol, which is uh, for seizures, and uh, a mood sa- stabilizer and an antipsychotic drug. They're trying to kind of adjust her medication to make it work. But even while on this medication, again, her condition is just worsening. And now she begins growling and seeing demons and throwing things. So priest Ernest Alt, he's at this point, he's like, She doesn't look like an epileptic. She's got to be possessed. Wake up your (laughs) mind. Well, he said he didn't. I mean, he's never said she looked like Alt was the first
2: one who said, like, yeah, she may be,
0: right? Her family friend was the first one that's like, she's probably possessed. And then she came Um, to that conclusion. And then Father Alt was convinced into it as well. Okay. And so, um, so he claims that he's like, I've never seen her have a seizure. Never. So I don't know. I don't know what you guys are talking about. And in 1975, Annalise actually wrote to Alt stating, I am nothing. Everything about me is vanity. What should I do? I have to improve. You pray for me. Um, I want to suffer for other people, but this is so cruel. So she's kind of referencing, again, her religious background, where she's at- atoning for other people's sins. And she's she has this very heavy religious belief. And so she's really struggling. And so Alt was able to convince a local bishop, Joseph Stangle to approve an exorcism in November, nope, September 1975. Now, Joseph Stengel approved priest Arnold Renz to continue with the exorcism, but he did order it to stay like total secrecy. He wanted nothing of this to come out. No information. In September, uh, on September 24th, 1975, this is her first official exorcism. Well, her first exorcism. According to witness statements, Annalise began talking about dying to atone for the wayward youth of the day and the apostate priest of the modern church. And she stops eating, and she's no longer consulting her physicians uh, about her diagnosed epilepsy, and she and her family are relying on these Christian, or this Catholic exorcism rites. That poor girl. So so they're solely relying on the uh, Catholic exorcism rites, and There was an exception to the rule of her not seeking medical attention, and that was the exception, uh, was a doctor who Father Alt actually consulted. While Father Alt wasn't necessarily the one given permission to perform the exorcism rites, he was involved in assisting um, Father Renz. And so, uh, Father Alt was having some medical intervention. However, this doctor, Richard Roth, reportedly told Annalise, there is no injection against the devil, Annalise. And so... I don't really know how much medical intervention he gave. Now, Annalise has 67 total exorcisms performed on her in the next 10 months, about one to two a week. And these could last up to four hours.
2: That is a lot of exorcisms.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And I have some audio for you guys of these exorcisms. Okay, you guys are going to have to tell me if you can hear it. But I also want you guys to remember that she is not speaking in English. She is German, so she's likely speaking German. And I don't really care about what she's saying. I want you guys to listen to how she sounds.
1: Okay. So you guys... I like could- that. <laughs> Mm-mm. That so you guys sound- could hear that.
2: That literally sounded... If she were saying the... Wait, one second. Let me...
0: I mean, that- she's out- she's speaking a different language, but it sounds...
2: Well, yeah, it sounded like she were talking... Speaking out of her throat and I don't know if y'all ever did this as a kid, but being like yeah, kind of like oh, I oh I think I don't know, like gurgly. <clears throat> yeah, like a a lot more like gurgly and stuff. I don't know, I can't do it now, but when I was a kid, I would speak like that all the time just for like fun,
1: you know? And it, like she was talking in the back of a fan. Kind of. Yeah. <clears throat>
0: all right. Now, I know you guys at this point, and the entire time, Brie has been like, this is not true crime. We're getting into how it's true crime right now. This is not true crime. It is, too. I trust you. July 1976, she had semi-starved herself for nearly a year while the rites were taking place. She weighed 66 pounds. She would be held down during the exorcism rites. She would peel her skin off, bang her head against the wall, inflict self-torture upon herself. Her mother would even tie her up to prevent her from harming herself. Her knees were broken from continuous genuflections, which is just kneeling during the rites and prayer. The tendons in her knees were also ripped from continuous prayer, and she was unable to move without assistance. On July 1st, 1976, Annalise died in her home at the age of 23. And you guys can go into the next pictures.
2: Sorry, will you say the year of, did this all happen in July of 1976?
0: so it started in september 75 the rights did the exorcism and by july 76 all of this has now occurred. so she was only 23 years old so on july 1st 1976 she died in her home at the age of 23 so you guys can go into the next pictures and you can actually see like her conditions
2: that is so sad she was 66 pounds 66 pounds, tiny.
1: She looks tinier uh, than when she was younger. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, no, she looks like she's lost a shit ton of weight in her face. Oh, like,
0: she has. For sure she has. She's 23 and weighs 66-ish pounds. Holy uh, shit.
2: That poor woman.
0: Autopsies or, autopsy reports show her cause of death as malnutrition and dehydration. After investigation, the prosecutor felt that her death could have been prevented even up to a week prior to her death. In 1976, Annalisa's parents, priest Ernest Alt and priest Arnold Renz, were charged with negligent homicide. Prosecution went as far to suggest that Father Alt was somewhat schizophrenic himself. The state recommended that none of the parties be jailed, but rather that the priests be fined and the parents be exempt as they had suffered enough. <clears throat> Trial began on March 30th, 1978. Before court, doctors would go on to testify that Annalise was not possessed. They stated that this was a psychological effect from her strict religious upbringing and her epilepsy. But
2: I thought she said she was very apparent on her religion. Like, she kept up with it. She kept... Yeah, that's the that's right thing. She kept up with it, like, very well. And a lot of her classmates even said that she was even uh-huh. a little bit more religious than she should have been, if anything
0: correct so they're saying that her what happened was caused so remember how earlier i said that there was that grinschwischwischun disease syndrome that had yeah. to do with the hyper religiosity they're refer- referencing that where okay. her religion has caused delusional and it's now affect it caused her to be delusional and it's now affecting her day to day life
1: what was that syndrome called again
0: grishwischwischsho okay is that spelled I'm with a so, z i'm sorry will you say that one more time uh let me find how it's spelled again are, are
2: you sure that's <laughs> the correct pronunciation bryce there's
0: no r in it so does that mean- <laughs> 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 just wind just wind just wind is that spelled g s c h w i n d you missed an e but basically g e S-C-A-T-I-W-I-N-D.
2: Okay, I don't give a shit.
0: Geschwind <laughs> Syndrome, which is that disorder marked by hyperreligiosity, And that hyper-religiosity is a psychiatric disturbance where a person experiences intense religious beliefs or episodes that interfere with normal function. So medical doctors are saying, hey, this Jeschwin disease can be caused by this temporal lobe um, epilepsy. And she's very religious, and it they're basically saying her epilepsy and the Jashun disease caused her to have these hallucinations to believe that she was, in fact, possessed. So, the prosecution argued that the minimal medication she was on induced delusional psychosis, and the exorcisms only played into her fantasy. Uh, Schmidt Lechner, which is the defense for her parents argued that the exorcism was legal and the German constitution protected citizens in the unrestricted exercise of their religious beliefs. The defense played these tapes. So like what I just played you guys, they played those recorded tapes as at the trial and they claimed that many of these tapes featured what they claimed to be the demons arguing. And this was their attempt to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that Annalise was in fact possessed and that this was all necessary. Defense claimed that the demons identified themselves as Lucifer, Cain, Judas, Belen, Legion, Hitler, and Nero, among many others. Would you guys like a couple quotes from the demons? Oh, yeah. Is Hitler a demon? He was possessing yeah. her. Isn't he?
2: Oh. Well, I mean, yes. He, he did, in fact, do terrible things, but I didn't realize that he was a... I don't think that he's a demon in the Bible.
1: I've never heard of him. Well, I'm you not don't saying be he's in the biblical. Bible. Yeah, you can possess somebody. I mean, technically, you don't even have to be a demon to possess somebody. Right. So he was not
0: in the demon category, I'm assuming. He's just an asshole. Anyway, so I've got first quote is a quote from Hitler. So Hitler said, Pigs are, or people are stupid as pigs. They think it's all over after death. It goes on. But
1: pigs are intelligent.
0: Judas called Hitler a big mouth who had no real say in hell.
1: Probably accurate.
0: Lucifer. He would say, we are the ones who dwell within. I am the one who dwelt within Cain. I am the one who dealt within Nero. I once dwelt within Juni- Judas, and I was with Legion. I am Belial, and I am Lucifer, the devil in the flesh. So they also claim that she was finally freed from these demons in the final exorcism just before her death. Now, Bishop Joseph Stengel, he is the one that actually um, approved the exorcisms. He told courts, he's like, I wasn't aware of the alarming condition of her health. He approved the exorcism before her health so rapidly declined. So he was not called to testify. Because he really, like, he he said, okay, go ahead and do it. And then bounced, you know? Wait, Uh,
2: before her health declines, Didn't her health technically start declining
0: when that whole, what? Before it severely declined. Because she was still eating and she was still drinking water, doing the normal things before the exorcism started. But when the exorcism started, she stopped eating. She basically ate minimum food for 10 months. She starved herself to death.
2: So he essentially, all you have to do is just say, okay, you can do the exorcisms and then just do as many as necessary to get the demon out. Yeah, that's that's how
1: exorcisms work. Once you have permission from the yeah. higher-up popes or... The bishops. Yeah, bishops. Thank you. Whoever they are. Yeah, the bishops don't do it. They're just like... They're just like, this looks good. Do this. And then mm-hmm. you go... You go get rid of demons.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So like he, a middle management type it. deal. Yeah.
0: He approved it, and then he didn't have anything else. He wasn't performing the rites or anything, so he's like, okay, they're gonna... They're gonna handle it. Um, no. Spoiler, they did not handle it. Not um. well. <clears throat>
2: Yeah, I was going to say, are you sure?
0: So, ultimately, all parties were convicted of negligent homicide. Uh, They stated that Annalise was unable to make decisions for herself and should have been forced to submit to medical care. So, they were given a suspended prison sentence in April of 1978. And basically, that means instead of them going to jail, they were granted parole. They were, the priests were also fined and they were ordered to share the cost of the proceedings. Um, And this was a much heftier sentence than what the prosecution actually initially requested. But ultimately, it came down to her life could have been saved had someone given her the proper medical treatment that she needed.
2: Well, I mean, I totally get that. Like, they, I mean, honestly, for the longest time, as you said, this did not sound like a true crime story. I mean, the only way that we know that it's actually true crime is because you said so at the beginning and because this is, you know, you're for true crime. But, I mean, up until the very that end... doesn't mean I have to do true mean.
0: crime. I'm just kidding. Yes, kidding, it I'm does.
2: Kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But, I mean, at the end, if you didn't say that, I mean, none of us would have any idea. And that's extremely important So you know, kind of know the... I guess, symptoms of this disease and kind of know like what precautionaries you need to take in order to cure it. And some of the time it may not always be a paranormal related issue. Please keep going. We're very interested.
0: Yeah. After trial, her parents did petition to exhume her body, stating that her burial had been rushed and they felt that the coffin she was in was cheap and they wanted to replace it. They were granted their request uh, and her body ended up being buried in a new coffin lined with tin. Did not Google the significance of that, but she's in a fancy tin coffin. Um, when they did pull her out, her body did show consistent deterioration. The priests that were involved were discouraged from seeing her remains. Um, her gravesite later would become a pilgrimage site. A lot of people would use it and they kind of used her. Some Catholics used her as an icon um, for those more who felt that more modern and secular interpretations of the Bible were actually distorting the real ancient and spiritual truth that the Bible contains. So they're basically like, look what happened to her. They didn't understand what the Bible actually said. And now she's dead. Yes, Bree.
2: Do you know why the priests were discouraged from seeing her grave?
0: Cause they were just found guilty of negligent homicide.
2: Okay. Fair enough. But I, I, wonder, I wondered if there were a deeper meaning to it. That's all.
0: Okay. Um, after her death, the number of officially <laughs> sanctioned exorcisms drastically decreased in Germany. On June 6, 2013, the home where Annalise lived in, um, it broke out in fire. And police just were like, oh, it's just a case of arson. But the locals believe it had to do with the exorcism case. And uh, an excellent quote that I found from allthatinteresting.com and this is verbatim what they have because it was too good to change. <clears throat> the story of Annalise McKell is not one of spiri- stir- spirituality triumphing over science, but of people who should have known better than to allow a mentally ill woman to die. It's the story of people protecting their own beliefs, hopes, and faith onto a woman's delusions and the price that was paid for those beliefs.
1: All oh, that is interesting. Dot com. Yeah, shit.
2: That's that actually hits fucking hard. It was.
0: Yeah. Um, and there are experts to this day that say she was actually just misdiagnosed. She did not have the temporal lobe ep- epilepsy. But the medications she was put on can cause those hallucinations.
2: You're fucking kidding.
0: So uh, that's not... That can't be confirmed. That's just those uh, professionals' opinions to this day. Um, and that's the story of Anna- Annalise Mikkel. Shit.
2: I mean... Given in the 1950s and 60s, we know that during that time a lot of like psychological what am I trying to say?
1: Mental illness.
2: Yeah, a lot of ment thank you. (laughs) A lot of mental illnesses were kind of being studied, but at the same time, like the fact that they just let someone die because they thought that it was someone possessing them or something possessing them that's just straight up not okay. I mean, they should have had that under control. And I bet you this has happened thousands of other times considering how long we've studied mental illness and how long the Bible or any other religion for that matter has been in place. But it just, oh my goodness, that terrifies me. That's so sad.
0: Well, it's actually relatively, I mean, it's the 70s and it's not like yeah. yesterday, but it's well, still I mean, relatively in- recent. And so- Based off of that, I mean, there's medical advances and they should have known better. That's all it comes down to is they should not have allowed her to continue the rights knowing that she was not in a healthy place. Um, Not even just mentally, but physically. Like, they knew that she physically was not well. She could not move on her own. Her kneecaps were broken. She was not Mm -hmm. able to do a normal day-to-day type thing that a 23-year-old girl should have been able to do. So even if they wanted to continue the exorcisms, that is their religious belief and they are allowed to do that. But they need to do it with the best interest of the
1: person in mind, including their health. Spider-Man That's... complex with great power comes great responsibility. Mm-hmm. So anyways, there you guys have it. I promised it was true crime and I delivered. So Amanda, That's I believe so you have sad. a real,
0: real story for us.
1: <clears throat> yes, um, I today am going to talk about... Mothman. No, we already did that. I was about to say, again? You want me to go back and get the... I'll do it. I love him. No. We are going to talk about... My notes are here somewhere. Uh, Thunderman, Birdman. Yes! Fuck yes! Okay, honestly,
2: I've never heard that saying before, but for some reason, when I saw the first picture, automatically, I thought Thunderbird. They're,
1: uh, we're... There's two different types of Thunderbirds and I'm going to talk about both of them today. Okay. If we're getting like all technical with it, there's two different types and I got a little bit of both.
0: Okay. I'm not in the pictures. Time out. I'm going to panic if I'm not in there right now.
1: I thought about reading it really fast. Did you just say
0: if I'm not in there right now? Like in the pictures.
2: Wait, but why would you be in there?
0: To look Like in the drive to look at them?
2: I actually... meant Yeah. You know, I've actually experienced... The thunderbird and you didn't put me in there so fuck you
0: i am a thunderbird thank you no I'm i thought fun.
2: you literally meant there we go that you have experienced one you put it on social media you've got the picture you've got you literally like right next to the thunderbird why the fuck am i not in the pictures
0: <laughs> no not definitely not what i was saying
2: bryce did you literally just put your profile picture <laughs>
1: No, I did
0: that.
2: <laughs> in episode 27. I did that. You're welcome. Oh my god,
0: y'all are
1: the best.
0: I did not do that, but I will take it. Bryce the Thunderbird.
1: <laughs> so now that you're in there.
2: <laughs> okay, Bryce, next time that I that we post this picture, I'm going to do like a little tiny detail so that, you know, you can't really see it. But, you know, if you really look for it, you'll see the Thunderbird. And all okay. of those who are listening, if you comment where the Thunderbird is, um, I, I don't know what a reward is. You get Patreon free for one month.
0: We're not agreeing to that, but thank uh, you. I
2: don't know if that's That's amazing. by Brianna. I don't think I can um, do that Brie, on
0: Patreon Brie, either.
2: Bri will pay for your Patreon for one month.
0: She will and Venmo
1: you $5. Yes,
2: exactly. I'll Venmo you 5 Three, five, or ten dollars, depending on which one you subscribe to. Okay, yeah, anyways,
1: fifty bucks in twelve minutes. (laughs) First
2: one, first one to first one to do it.
1: First one. Okay, Amanda, continue. (sighs) I'm excited for Thunderbirds. Okay, so like I said, there are there's the Native American lore, the Thunderbirds, and then there is the cryptid. They're kind of different, but they do have some similarities. Now I'm going to start with the Native American lore. And just go with me because we got we got. There's a lot of words I had to Google and listen is to. Is that the one
2: with the eyes? The yes. eye like things, and they looks do have like eyes. They're on top of a shark.
1: I have no idea what you're talking about. So why don't it you start? Was, why don't you, you talking start about your the story? picture? Yes, yes. The first two are the Native American versions of the Thunderbird. This is how they are most often represented, and they're actually found a lot on totem poles. Which, fun fact, in, I think, fourth grade, I had to do a project, you know, like a class project on uh, Native Americans. And me, quotation marks, my father did the entire thing and wouldn't let me help, actually whittled a totem pole. So that was pretty cool. We had a Thunderbird on there. And after doing all this research, I now know that it was not accurate at all. But here we go. So the Thunderbird is Native American lore and multiple tribes believed in Thunderbirds. I'm only going to cover a couple of those specific tribes today because if I couldn't find multiple sources, I didn't want to state it and risk messing that up. Most, if not all of these Native American tribes believe the Thunderbird was a great spirit in bird form. It was often credited with watering the earth, which allowed vegetation to grow, because a lot of tribes believed that the Thunderbirds controlled the rain. It was sometimes depicted with a second head on its stomach, but I couldn't find any pictures of that. Almost every single one of them I found, they're one of these two versions. The Algonquin Peoples... They are located in the Northeast U.S. and Eastern Canada. They believe that the Thunderbird creates thunder by flapping wings, its wings, which is pretty much standard for every Native American tribe that I talk about. They believe that it created thunder by flapping their wings, and it created lightning by blinking its eyes. And they use this lightning to fight creatures of the underworld because they believe that the Thunderbird kind of is... uh. The protector of the above ground and two different things I found. One was the underwater serpent and the other was the underwater panther. Those two creatures control the underworld. The Ojibwe, they believe that, I could not find a pronunciation for this. The O.G.? Ojibwe. The the O.G. The O.G. The original. I don't know about that. I'm just not trying to offend anybody. (laughs) Might be. I didn't mean to offend anybody, I just heard OG, so. Um, this is, I don't know, I'm sorry, I could not find a pronunciation for this. I tried. <laughs> it was, they believe that it was, the Thunderbird was created by Nana Bozo, and this is a tricky spirit and it's common in First Nation stories. They believe that Nanabozho created Thunderbirds to fight the underwater spirits, like I said earlier. But they also believe that the Thunderbird punished humans for being immoral or breaking immoral laws. It did not go into specifics on what these immoral laws were, but I would probably die. So, they were also believed to follow normal avian migration patterns. So, they flew south in the fall which was apparently the end of the underwater spirit's most dangerous season. And then they flew back to their homes in the spring because I guess everybody likes a good vacation. Yes, Bree?
2: Why do you say that you feel like you would be punished under the immoral laws?
1: Oh, I was just making a joke.
2: Oh, okay. (laughs) I didn't know if you knew like one of them or whatever.
1: No, I was just making a joke about me being immoral, but I actually stick pretty strongly to my morals, so I would probably still be alive. Who's to say? I don't know. The last tribe that I'm going to talk a little bit about is the Menominee, and they're found in northern Wisconsin. Theirs was kind of my favorite because they believe that there was a big mountain floating in the western sky, and a hundred thunderbirds lived on that mountain. They could control the rain and the hail. They liked to fight. And they were the enemies of the Great Horned Serpent. And they stopped them from overrunning Earth and eating humans. So, appreciate that. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you, Thunderbirds. They were revered by the Menominee. Ben- Menominee? Menominee, yes. Menominee. Menominee. <laughs> they were revered by the Menominee. And they never really were known to hurt humans now we're getting into the cryptid so the first cryptid i'm going to do is specifically the pennsylvanian thunderbird does anybody have any guesses on where this guy's found pennsylvania pennsylvania yes Yes, exactly you're both correct the pennsylvanian thunderbird is found in pennsylvania told the answer from me the thunk it? I saw her take... Uh, I did I not steal the, the answer paper.
2: from you, Bryce. Um, <laughs> the teacher saw you in cheating. The name.
0: That was just the in the name. Saw so the teacher
2: you Also, <laughs> who says that Amanda is the teacher? Well, it's her me. story, so
0: she's the teacher this time.
2: Okay, yeah. fair enough. Fair enough.
1: So, the Pennsylvania Thunderbird is typically about three to four feet tall. It's black or brown, but it grays with age. It has... A forty or no, it has a fourteen to thirty foot wingspan. So pretty, That's pretty very long difference. Wait, say that again. Yeah.
0: Fourteen to thirty feet.
1: Yes. So makes Mothman look like a wee little lad. Makes a Mothman look like a mini moth.
0: Wait,
2: will you please tell me once again what Mothman's wingspan was? Oh, my prices. We don't fucking tape measure. I can't. <laughs> Wait, Amanda, what was Mothman's wingspan?
1: Uh it depends, but I think it was around ten feet is what I remember the most. Okay. I could be wrong. That was like weeks ago. Yeah, I know.
2: I can't I can remember fucking earlier today.
0: Um, it's much longer. 30 feet is longer than when I can get to. So we're we'll
1: measure later. <laughs> That's shocking. <laughs> Well, my child is two feet, so a lot of her.
2: I am five feet four
1: inches tall. Okay, Amanda, continue. I'm ready. More so, cryptids. 14 to 30 foot wingspan, big black eyes, a black beak that is not hooked, a short neck, and short, thick legs, possibly migratory. Are you going to ask me what a hooked beak is? No.
2: Okay. I feel like I understand what a hooked beak is based on my biology from high school, mm-hmm. but it looks like they have a hooked beak
1: based on the fifth picture.
0: Fifth picture? Because mine is fifth. The-
1: yeah. Fifth? Uh, Bryce is the fifth picture, so I don't know if this is some kind <laughs> Wait, of insult i <laughs> feeling like it's... Do I have okay, a hooked go, beak? Go, Let's go to check. the...
2: Okay.
0: Do the sixth, profile. Is it hooked? Sixth picture.
2: Yes. It is hooked. It's hooked upward, though.
0: <laughs> like a witch. I'll yeah. take it. I'll take it.
2: <laughs> okay. Do you see the comment that I made? No. It says "hooked beak?" question mark on number six. Uh, that's because you're
0: one cryptid.
2: That's because you're
1: too far ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
2: It. I'm. I'm it's sorry. Being an but overachiever. I. I saw it. You know. I. Mm-hmm. I saw it, and I just went for it.
1: Okay. You know? Look. Hash a breath
2: a overachiever.
1: Take I'm an a sure. And let me tell you a story, okay? Pop a no. minute or something. <laughs> Never go suck on some of that cinnamon toothpaste of Jack's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so gross.
1: Bitch you gross. <laughs> the Pennsylvanian Thunderbird is possibly migratory. They are believed to travel south to West Virginia in November and north to New York State in March. They flap their wings slowly and they fly effortlessly effortlessly through dense woods. They're said to eat carrion, but they will also grab humans by their shoulders and carry them to mountaintops to eat them too. Yes. Oh.
2: I'm sorry. I didn't think it was, so I kind of looked it up. Um, West Virginia is not south of the United States, at least.
0: It's south of Pennsylvania.
2: Never eats. It's like northwest, northeast, not west, a northeast. Of Pennsylvania? Well, I, I, I don't know where Pennsylvania is. I haven't looked it up. I'm not a geography major. And I know that I said that earlier, but sorry, not sorry. I'm I'm not.
0: Pennsylvania is north.
2: Okay. okay. But at the same time, West Virginia is not south by any means.
0: If you a look it up on a map.
1: Well, I mean, I guess, yeah.
0: That's what she's referring to. Okay,
1: oh, Because the Pennsylvanian Thunderbird lives in Pennsylvania.
0: And so it okay. flies south to <laughs> West Virginia.
1: We're struggling through this geography. <laughs> I can't. Well, Excuse me.
2: I just wanted to know where West Virginia was because...
0: Here. Here, Let me let me pull up something for you that'll make it a little bit clearer. So... Please.
2: I guess that is south, but I mean
0: that's am th- flying south.
2: Wh- wouldn't you think that birds would fly down like more south to like I don't know Texas or Arkansas or Oklahoma or Louisiana or whatever? Depends on the bird. Um see I didn't know that. I fu- I thought that every bird flew down all the way south.
1: You think all birds <laughs> just fly to the Bahamas every December? Yes. I thought like they do. meet up they meet up in the Bahamas. No, no, no. no. They
2: That's meet what up we in should Texas be doing because everything is bigger in Texas, including the bird population.
0: I think that we should start a new standard where we all fly to the Bahamas and just meet up in the Bahamas every winter. But Holy, I, like winter and I hate fuck. Can we
2: please do that?
0: Amanda Literally
2: can You can please. hate summer,
0: but we're going to the Bahamas.
2: Well, I mean, wait. Bahamas. Okay,
1: Amanda, why don't you continue? The earliest sighting was in the 1840s. Elvira, love that name. Oh my god. Elvira Ellis Coates of Northern Potter County. She right was up there set with
0: Rufus Ferby. Elvira and Rufus for names. What was the question? There wasn't a question. It was a statement. What was the statement? I said Elvira Elvira's the name the is name. right up there with Rufus for me.
1: Is Rufus good? Is it like a Hector? Yeah.
0: We talked about it last week how last episode
2: yeah no i actually i definitely remember this conversation where bryce was like rufus is the best name and
0: i didn't say it was the best i just said that we had to make a pact to all name our next children rufus
2: that's it that that was the one that's essentially bryce saying this is the best name
0: (laughs) it's not the best name i already have my name (laughs) sticked out but it's fine Uh, the only name i
1: really remember is hector i don't know why that's just really stuck up in there
0: for some reason, I don't remember. <laughs> because that wasn't even that a name. name. Because we didn't talk about a Hector. We talked about Hectors, which is a unit of measure.
2: Oh, you're right. That yep. was from my story, wasn't it? I remember. No, it was no, from my was from the, story. Wait, that was from your story? Yes, yeah, you're right. The hectare
1: then- is 2.4 acres, which apparently I just can't forget now. Elvira Ellis Coates, she is supposedly the first person to have seen A Thunderbird, and she knew what it was by listening to stories told by local Native Americans. And like I said, this is way back in the 1840s. Hiram Cranmer, this is that third photo. Love him. He's considered the biggest champion for Thunderbirds, according to pawilds.com. Cranmer was interested in all things paranormals, like ghosts, UFOs, monsters, Thunderbirds. Cranmer was, he was living for it we're a fan yes okay we would have gotten along he would have been a special guest on one of our episodes uh a thousand times over yes i would love to talk to this man he would replace me never
0: i saw that look he would totally (laughs) replace me (laughs) Bryce,
2: nobody could ever replace you the amount of shit that you do for this podcast i just want to say that you're amazing we love you
0: well you know what Hiram can do it now um no
1: he can't. Don't, fuck, and, uh, don't, don't fucking cut yourself short, bitch. <laughs> go on, go on Amanda. Hiram can't and I will get into why he can't. Um get the feeling he's dead. <laughs> well, I mean, this is in the 1920s, so get the feeling he's dead. He claimed to have seen the first Thunderbird, his first Thunderbird in 1922, but he saw five total in his life. One source, uh, stated a specific sighting for Cranmer was on March 27th, 1957, he watched a giant bird flying at about 500 feet around Renovo, Pennsylvania, and he described it as grayish with a 25 to 30 foot wingspan. So, pretty damn big. And... They actually got multiple reports of this bird uh, in the area for about three more weeks from when Cranmer saw it. Yes.
2: So there we go. I know that with humans, a lot of the times, you know, like our body is kind of square shapes, like our wing, our arm span is kind of the same as how we are height wise, or, you know, like a couple of inches or a few inches shorter, or a few inches longer. Is that kind of the same with birds, or were they smaller or bigger? Do you, by chance, know?
1: I am not an ornithologist, so no, I'm not sure. She doesn't study the deviled, devil's winged creatures. Okay, all.
2: Bryce, you no. are the only
0: one who calls them that, so shut up. Cody calls them that, too.
1: <laughs> Cranmer also claimed that Thunderbirds inhabit northern Clinton County and southern Potter County. and. He thought this because he saw a large flock of thunderbirds and he said that they could, or I'm sorry, he said a large flock of thunderbirds could pretty easily hide in Potter County because it's so remote and it's just woods. And he was actually said by multiple sources to possess an actual photo, a real thunderbird. And it was given to Cranmer by a researcher named Ivan Sanderson in 1963. This was a black and white photo of a Thunderbird nailed to a barn while the men, cowboys specifically, the men that killed it posed in front of it. You both probably know this picture. Go ahead, Bryce. It's the Mandela effect. The picture doesn't actually exist.
0: Yeah. But everyone remembers it.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. I I guess I was just waiting for her to finish, and I heard you say my name, but I was- I was days and confused. I personally do not remember this photo, but the way that she described it, a bird nailed to the- that's so sad. What- why, would you, why would you even do that? I mean, I, I totally get, you know, the Mandela effect in that it may not have happened or it may have happened. That's just how we remember it.
0: No, the picture I, does not exist.
2: But yeah. you don't I know actually,
0: No, the picture does not actually exist. I think someone recreated it based off of everyone's memories. Yeah. But the actual picture that everyone remembers does not exist. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. But if we're going to get into the Mandela effect, that's like saying... Fruit loops with the O-O is not the same as F-R-O-O with the loops, T-S, is not the
1: same as loops, Fruit, fruit loops. It's not that it's not the same. The Mandela effect is that a collective group of people, like the majority of people, they remember things differently. But even if these people have never met... Somehow, still, they all remember this the same they way. They have the same memory, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I'm actually gonna, I don't want to get too far into it because I'm actually gonna do a story on the Mandela effect. I've already I'm called really love that up, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I already have my name on it, so. So, it was said to be given to him by a researcher in 1963. This photo is referred to as the Lost Thunderbird photo, it's considered a legend, and the people that actually believe that it was real in some point in time. A lot of them believe that it ended with Cranmer. In 1967, Hiram Cranmer unfortunately died in a house fire, which is why Bryce, he cannot take your place here. And the lost Thunderbird photo was suspected to have been lost in that same fire. You can still look it up online. It has been recreated. Uh, But the original is... Either not real or never happened. Now, other sightings in Pennsylvania. Wait, not real or never happened? Aren't those the same thing? No. (laughs) Yes, my bad. Uh, In 1892, near Dent's Run in Cameron County, Pennsylvania, Fred Murray reported seeing a flock of birds that resembled buzzards, but way bigger. And these birds, he estimated, had a 16-foot wingspan. Around 1940, so big time jump here, Robert R. Lyman reportedly saw a, a giant brownish bird standing in the middle of Sheldon Road, north of Cloudersport. For some reason, he tried to get close to it, but it flew away. And as it flew away, he said it showed a wingspan of 20 to 25 feet. But regardless of that, it just like breezed through the woods. No big deal. No problem at all. In the spring of 1977, two school teachers, Debbie Wright and Sue Howell, saw a huge dark colored bird with a big beak while driving to Du Bois. On July 6th of 2000, so we're getting pretty recent here, Robin Swope watched a dark gray bird with a 15 to 17 foot wingspan fly over the Erie County Memorial Gardens near Erie, Pennsylvania. And in June of 2012, so like yesterday, two girls that were camping in Chapman Township saw a large bird with no feathers on its head and a 14-foot wingspan swooping low around their cabin and campsite, causing one of the girls to run inside. And one of the girls would later say, despite people not believing her, she still maintains that was real. She saw it. She don't care if people think she's crazy.
2: You can't really say that that's not true if she literally swears
1: by it. Yeah, like, who am I to, who am I to tell these people that they made this crap up? I don't yeah. know. You are Amanda. Yeah. <clears throat> I've done some stuff in my man past. Man, I don't a know what they were doing at this camp This, I know y'all have heard me talk about a million times. we going to scurry on over to Massachusetts uh, because they are often seen in the Bridgewater Triangle. And the Bridgewater Triangle... I'm very
0: proud of you, though. You actually got it right this time. You didn't have to Google what it was.
1: Oh, because I did it in the past. And I wrote it in my notes.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you've still had to Google it several different times. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell triangle you're talking... Bermuda? We've already talked about it.
1: No, the other B, The Bridgewater. The other, okay. Mm-hmm. Such a B. <laughs> All the triangles are just Bs. <laughs> so the Bridgewater Triangle is found in... Southeastern Massachusetts is a 200 square mile triangle and the Thunderbirds are definitely not the only cryptid or strange thing here, but it's the only one I'm talking about today. So these giant, they've been described as giant birds and pterodactyl-esque creatures have been seen flying in the Hockamock Swamp. And they have wingspans up to 12 feet. Bree? Sorry, I know that I have a lot of
2: questions this particular episode. But why are they described as pterodactyl-esque?
1: Some people say that they look like big birds, like the Thunderbirds. And some people say that they look like pterodactyls. Like they have large heads with a spike coming off the back. And they're more leathery and less winged um it just depends on the story I've I saw stories of both but I didn't want to get too far into the pterodactyl because that's a whole nother cryptid is the pterodactyls. (laughs) Oh fuck yeah. Oh yeah. Okay there we go. Mm -hmm. It
2: was cryptid I thought that the pterodactyl was literally just a dinosaur.
0: It is but people think it still exists today.
2: Yeah.
1: What yeah, okay, like spoiler th- alert. I'm
2: sorry, that's the next um, cryptid that you have to do, Amanda.
1: Oh, I am, so. <laughs> I am. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cover it and I'll tell y'all what to Google later or I'll just send you a picture Literally, of Literally, when
2: I was a kid, no joke,
1: I was obsessed with pterodactyls. I'll, I'll try to do that one next then. Please, I would love that. In 1971, police sergeant Thomas Downey saw a six foot bird with an 8 to 12 foot wingspan while driving in Mansfield, Massachusetts. And he said that while he was watching the bird just stand there, it slowly spread its wings, lifted itself up into the air, and then just flew away while it was just. Like no big deal. I got to yeah, go. Like just existing. Like, I'm just kind of uh, late. Yeah, I got, I got a dentist thing. appointment. It started 15 minutes ago. Really got to get there. Good thing I only live two flaps away. Exactly. (laughs) Two (laughs) flaps and a talon. (laughs) Um, He said that, oh, I'm sorry. Originally, Downey only told a few people. And as it got around town, newspapers tried to do a story on it. And they tried to uh, interview him. But he refused to talk about it. Because he said, even though he was freaked out, he didn't want people to think he was crazy. Like, he's, you know, he's a police officer. He has to maintain some dignity, apparently. He's got to
0: have some trust with the people.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. understandable. Do you want me to ask my dad how that's, what that's like? Yes, please. Okay. Let us know. Mr. Bryce.
0: Leave it, just leave it in the episode. Mr. Bryce's dad. Hey, dad. (laughs) Dad, when you listen to this, can you please text me or call me and let me know what it's like having to look not crazy for the public eye? Yeah he's going to say that we're all knuckleheads and that we need to have our heads knocked together. He needs to talk some sense into us and we'll look knucklehead to knuckleheads. <laughs> so,
2: Both of you are beautiful and amazing and you don't need to knock your heads together to think that too. No no one two heads re- are
1: better than one. It's true. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. True. Continue Amanda. Continue. Three heads
1: are better than two. <laughs> so, and now we're going to jump to Illinois. On July 25th of 1977, so if you want to go to that fourth photo and then skip Bryce and also the fifth photo. The fourth photo is Marlon.
2: What? Photo, you mean photo number four and photo number six?
1: Yes. Skipped, I said skip Bryce. The photo of the woman and the boy, that is Ruth and Marlon Lowe. And then the very last photo is actually an artist's rendition of what I'm about to talk about. And this is according to Sharon's description or Sharon's, description.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay. Sharon's, description. Okay. Sharon's Sharon. description. Sharon's
1: description. Sharon's description. Sharon. I'm sorry. Uh, Sharon, Sharon is the artist. That was to Ruth's description. <laughs> okay. Wait, but
2: but I'm sorry. In the photo, you said Sharon description.
1: Charon, Sharon? Sharon is the artist, and this is based on the description.
0: Okay. But we're calling them Sharon, because you called it Sharon. Sure.
2: <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Okay. Oh, July 25th,
1: 1977, Marlon Lowe is 10 years old. And he was playing in fields near Kikapoo Creek. Love this creek already. Keekapoo? And this is Kikapoo. yeah. Like or Kikapoo, but Kikapoo. For or some reason, or Keekapoo, I feel like but I've heard
2: of that lake. I don't know. I feel like I've heard of that lake before.
1: Well, I it's no a creek. Idea.
2: Creek, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I've heard of Kikapoo before.
1: <clears throat> it's in Logan County, Illinois. And as he was playing in this creek, two giant birds passed over. And before poor Marlon knew what was happening, one of the birds had swooped down and grabbed the boy by the shoulders and actually carried him a few feet before dropping him because uh, Marlon's badass Mama Ruth was chasing after them, screaming and just like losing her mind. Well, goddamn, don't we all need a Mama Ruth? Yeah. Yeah, shit. <laughs> there were several witnesses to this incident and all of them described the birds the exact same way. There were two birds, black as coal, and they were, uh, they had long white ringed necks. So you see that white ring around them, around their necks. They had long curled beaks and a wingspan of 10 or more feet. One of the witnesses, his name was James D. Daniels, and he and his wife were visiting when they heard Ruth run outside yelling, just like crazy. And he witnessed the birds trying to lift Marlin off the ground. And this is an exact quote. If I had just had a can of beer earlier, then I could have said I imagined I saw it. But I didn't have any beer that day. Ruth Lowe would later tell newspapers uh, a couple days later... She she told the newspapers about the incident, but when they asked her, she said that she didn't report it to police because she didn't think that they would take her serious. She thought that they'd probably just send her home. And she later did end up going to police. Now, I couldn't tell if the newspaper talked her into it or what, but when she did go to police... This is also an exact quote. This is how they, she explained the birds in the police report. It had a white ring around its half foot long neck. The rest of the body was very black. The bird's bill was six inches in length and hooked at the end. The claws on the feet were arranged with three in the front and one on the back. Each wing, less the body, was four feet at the very least. The entire length of the bird's body, from beak to tail feather, was approximately four and a half feet. These are real specific measurements. I don't know if she busted out her tape measure like Bryce did earlier, but she saw these things. Okay, listen. It's called dedication. Is that what it's called? I thought it was yeah. called a tape measure.
0: I mean, I, I meant right. dedication to the the, the craft.
2: I mean, hey, if a bird is legitimately 1.5 to 18, the way that Google described it to me as, I mean, shit, that bird's wingspan would be
1: so much fucking bigger. Now, Ruth said that later when she did tell law enforcement, she was treated like the incident was a prank or she was just delusional. But on July 28th of 1977, same year, a couple days later, Logan County officials told the Freeport Journal Standard the story wasn't discounted because of the number of credible witnesses. There were said to be seven witnesses to this happening. So freaking ton. Yeah. The police couldn't just be like, oh, you're crazy because then all seven of these people are crazy. Mm, Unlikely. I mean, I guess. I don't know.
0: I was gonna say you never know maybe they were in a psychiatric hospital when they saw it
1: on Kickapoo Creek
2: Creek. Uh, uh, there we go sorry (laughs) I I tried to say that for like 15 seconds every (laughs) single person from this story was crazy every person who reported
0: it who in the story
2: (laughs) no 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 every single person who reported it was crazy can't tell me otherwise seven
1: of them yeah And well, I would be if I saw a giant bird fly down and steal my child. Yeah, I'd be crazy. Seven is my lucky
2: number. Therefore, it's an unlucky number to some people. So there you go.
1: So to end my story, I just have a couple of present day Thunderbirds in the media. Okay. We have the Springfield Thunderbirds, which is a hockey team in Providence, Rhode Island. But there's also the Seattle Thunderbirds, which is another hockey team in Washington. Because I guess hockey just likes Thunderbirds. I don't really know. Well,
0: you know, it's hockey. Why sure. not? They, they fly as graceful as a Thunderbird. Talk, don't talk shit about hockey. I'm not. I Who's saying they glide the gracefully over the ice like a Thunderbird oh. bird would fly. Like a Thunderbird. Okay. Bur- bur- <laughs> <laughs> like a Thunderbird. I stutter, okay? Don't judge me.
1: It's funny. I love it. I love it now there's also i didn't know this this was kind of cool the thunderbirds are also a united states air force demonstration squadron and they're assigned to the 57th wing and based at nellis air force base in nevada i didn't know about that cool it is very cool and obviously there's a thunderbird in harry potter and it was a large mythical bird related to the phoenix it could create oh. storms as it flew and it was highly sensitive to danger. I don't the remember one in- a
0: Thunderbird in Harry Potter.
1: I think it was in uh, specifically Fantastic Beasts.
0: Oh, okay, okay. That would make more sense. Okay. Okay, that
1: does make more sense. I found it on like the Harry Potter what Pottermore, I think.
0: It was in the Harry Potter world, but not in the actual Harry Potter movies. And now yeah, okay. I remember Yeah, it in yeah the like movies. Harry Potter yeah,
1: saga, Harry Potter
0: Universe. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhat. Like the Marvel universe but the Harry Potter universe. Yeah.
2: Exactly. There's definitely a Harry Potter universe. If you say otherwise, then you're wrong.
1: <laughs> now the Harry Potter Thunderbird, it had three pair of wings, so six total, and it was mainly white and gold, but it would change colors as it summoned a storm. So it would go from white and gold to electrifying, electrifying blue, gray, silver, white, and even navy. And it's actually an Ilvermorny school named after the Thunderbird. Ilvermorny is like the North American Hogwarts. It was based in uh, the United States.
2: Wait, I'm sorry. I feel like I've definitely seen Fantastic Beasts and I have not
1: seen this, the Thunderbird.
0: I think that's what he was trying to release in Arizona in the first Fantastic Beasts.
1: Yes, that's exactly what it
0: was. He, yes. Um, what's his face? Newt Scamander,
2: the person who
0: Who wrote the book.
2: Oh, the person who.
0: Okay, I know the main character in the movie Newt Scamander was trying to release the Thunderbird in Arizona. Yes,
1: because in also in the Harry Potter universe, they are native to deserts, like in Arizona.
2: Oh, okay. It was a long-ass time ago that I actually, like, watched the movies. I never actually read the books or anything like that.
0: That was a good one, Amanda. I, I like that one. I also just enjoyed the Thunderbirds.
1: I, I love a good
0: Thunderbird. I enjoyed your sassy shoulders, this one,
1: too. <laughs> I don't know why I unmuted to shimmy at you. Shimmy, shimmy, shimmy! Because
0: <laughs> we had to hear it. Like, it was a very intense shimmy. Shimmy and shake. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Hell on Heels podcast. To see pictures from this episode, you can follow us on Instagram at Hell on Heels podcast or Twitter Hell on Heels pod or on Facebook by searching Hell on Heels podcast. You can find us on Linktree by typing in Hell on Heels podcast. If you want to support us, please like, review, rate, share and subscribe on your preferred listening platforms. If you want to take your support to the next level, you can create or you can support us on Patreon so that we can create more content for you. Um, we are working on releasing specials for Patreon, things such as uh, Game Night, which we do regularly, as well as <clears throat> we are doing special stories on there as well. So you'll have exclusive stories on Patreon. If you have your own true crime or paranormal stories, suggestions, or just words of encouragement, please email us at hellandhealspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to tell your friends about us so they they start listening and subscribe and you have something to talk about and you guys can all become... Um, Thunderbird enthusiasts, as well. Thunder Thunderboots. Hellion
2: enthusiasts.
0: Uh, anyways, you guys can all become Hellions, is what we're saying. Um, and this has been Hell on Heels podcast. Bye. Bye. All- Bye.